Hello again from the Podolsky Method. Pete and I couldn't stop talking, and so I wanted to bring some exclusive podcast-only audio content to you. So please listen to the extended content and enjoy. Yeah, wow, this is a blast. Yeah, I mean, so... I love to be able to, you know what it is? I love to be able to share stories because, again, that's how you learn. Uh, that's how you learn about different things. And you have to always have that open mind. You can't be... You know what I'm saying? You can't be just like your way of the highway kind right. of thing. You have to have some, and you know what? How does the saying go? Like you got to start off shitty before you get better. Um, and, and you know, in order to succeed, you got to be able to screw up first. Right. And, you know, like you say, with us, we've been so fortunate, like you say, you know, with family, with having the kids involved in sports, us being involved in sports and being able to pass that along. <clears throat> I do the same thing with my son. I mean, again, like you said, I coached him in soccer and he, you know, of course wanted to play hockey and got him involved in that. And then because of the whole Lundquist thing, Oh, I want to play goal, blah, blah, blah. I said, are you crazy? Absolutely not. You know, you want to play hockey You and you want to play goalie? Fine. You learn to skate, you learn the whole concept of the game and the different little areas and aspects of it all and by all means you want to go play goalie then you can go play goalie it's not an easy position to play some of my best friends were goalies and again that mindset that you need is totally totally different than anything else and three years later he called my bluff and then i found myself in a hole for like thirty thousand dollars worth of goalie equipment you know, growing each year and trading pads in and what's coming out with this, what's coming out with that. But now that I watch him, he's actually working for Fasulo because Fasulo's got his goalie company. So Petey's in ProTech three times a week running uh, as a goalie coach. He played uh, he played his first, his second, his third year in college, and it wasn't all cracked up to what it was supposed to be, um, but I'll get into that story on another day. He goes to St. Thomas Aquinas, so uh, now he's now he's like you say he's given back to the game, and he comes with me to come to the learn the plays and come to the rookie uh, the rookie league or whatever. Then last year I was coaching. Well, prior to COVID, I was coaching uh, girls hockey, so I had like I think seven different programs in five days. Uh, and then I like went to one of his and I'm like looking at him and I'm saying to myself, like, this kid doesn't realize what he's got. Like right. he's got such a jump on me when it comes to the knowledge and the dealing with people. I mean, he's 21 years old and hearing him speak, I was like taken back by it because I never paid attention to it before, but all of those years of bringing him up that way and, like you say, coaching him and having other coaches coach him. I tell you, I was like totally, totally taken back by it. But it's great that you have the your little guys in there doing that because think of what think of what it's gonna do for them as they get older. Right. You know what I'm saying? Think of what it's gonna do for them when they get older. And like you say, you teach them, hey, you know, this is what you got from the game. Now this is your know, kind of a little bit of a give back. Think about with them and, you know, them playing the game or whatever else, for argument's sake, how old are they now? 
I don't know if we were in Shelton, Connecticut. Your wife had the little <clears throat> one with you. Yeah. I think it was like a, a try hockey for free or something that we right. were doing. <laughs> yeah. So my, I have a 10 year old, uh, eight year old and a three year old now. So, uh, yeah. So they, they, they get big. <laughs> oh yeah. They grow like weeds. But like you say, you think of the jump <clears throat> that they have from the upbringing with you where with me, you know, it was the competitiveness, it was, you know, support or whatever, but I didn't have like my father with me or an uncle with me where with you and having them watching your boys, they got such a big lead on what we had that think of what if they decided to coach in another 15 years from now, right? Right. So your son that now is 25 years old and decides, you know what? You know, I'm going to hang up uh, the playing the skates and I want to get into coaching. Think of how much knowledge he's going to have yeah. at the age of 25. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I always joke around with them because I say, listen, I never dreamed of skating on Madison Square Garden nights. Never in my life did I think I was going to play and be able to skate on any professional arena, right? Yeah. And they did the skate between the periods, you know, yeah. in during an NHL game, yeah. uh, four years in a row. You know, they did the skate between the periods. Then we did a whole practice for an hour at MSG. And my older one was on the team. Remember they did the Junior Rangers Cup? Yeah. My team won that division, I, that top division. Where the hell was I at? I think I was over at Brewster because they were holding it at Brewster too. Right. So we did the walk-o. We won the walk-o. And then we went to Madison Square Garden the next day. And the way we won the championship game, we were down 3-1. And with two minutes left, they scored two goals, tied the game, and then it's a shootout, but it's only one guy. So their guy missed, our guy scored, and Rick comes out, it goes like, that's it, it's over, like, you guys win. And the it was like the director was there, and I was on the bench, there was like six, six coaches on that bench. He was jumping up and down on the ice, the parents were crying in the stands. Oh, it was yeah. like, it is like eight-year-olds, this is my hockey half-ice. It was like winning the Stanley Cup. Like uh, Adam Graves came out, gave out the medals to all the kids. Right. There's MSG Network recording them. They do interviews. Like the whole nine yards. You know, and the board. They have. And you think about it, like, what would you give to be able to do that now? You know what I'm saying? Like for them and, and watching them and let, you know, for them to have that kind of experience. That's probably something that they'll they'll be ninety years old. They'll be able to remember that day. Yeah, and, and the parents, the, the way that they shared in that experience. You know, I think that like for me, coaching my own kids, and, and I'm sure it was the same for you, is like a huge connection with them. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like watching TV or watching you know a movie, which we don't get to do much because of all the travel and stuff like that. But you'll be in a car and you'll be like, hey, dad, you remember that moment on the ice? You know what happened? You know what I did? And he'll start telling me something that he was doing in the game or in practice. And I'm like, okay, they, you know, let's talk about that. So, you know, it's it's a wonderful connection. Well, yeah, like you say, that connection, like with my son, with Petey, uh, in high school for the first two years, uh, you know, he was the second goal. He was the backup. There was another kid, Mike Siafalo. He was the actual, you know, he was the starter. And 
you know, the goalies, they both have like that, you know, uh, that commonality and that bond. So there'd be a lot of times where he'd be on the bench and he'd be saying to me, you know what, dad, you know, why don't you put, why don't you take Ramsey off of, you know, so-and-so's line and put him on that other line? Because if you, now this is, again, you're talking about a freshman or a sophomore in high school telling his father, which again, there were plenty of times where when we were, when he was on the bench or he was playing, he was just PD to hockey play. He wasn't my kid. I didn't look mm. at it that way. And he didn't look at it that way. So we kind of both learned how to separate that parent, to, you know, child. So there'd be a bunch of times where you'd say, you know, why don't you think about, because every time that that puck gets stumped in, that D man's turning his head and he's just throwing a puck. He's not even like looking over his shoulder. Have Ramsey go. Ramsey's quick. Ramsey will. And then all of a sudden I say, I go over to Mike and say, Mikey, you know what? I'm just talking to Petey. Like, Petey just picked up on something. Why don't we take Ramsey and throw Ramsey on the other line and move the other guy back and let Ramsey get in there because that line was like, uh, you know, it was like a third line. They weren't any kind of danglers. They weren't going to skate the puck over the blue line. That was just get the puck in deep, outwork him and get the you know, puck to the slot. And then all of a sudden it worked and me and Michael looking at each other and saying, holy shit, you know, he just picked it out. Why didn't we see that? You start second guessing yourself. But then there was the flip side when he was the goalie. Then it would be after a game. And again, us as players, like I'm a forward. What position do you play? Uh, I'm also, I usually play center forward. I I doubled in D for a few years. Uh, but center forward or right wing is really where I'm comfortable at. So <clears throat> we can hit the goalpost 10 times, shoot and miss the net 20, 30 times. If we lose, it's not our fault, right? right. <laughs> but you take a game and, you know, it's 0-0. Zero, zero, and all of a sudden there's a broken play in the neutral zone. The other team comes down on a two-on-one and scores. The goalie's ready to hang himself. So there'd be plenty of times where we would get in the car and, you know, he, he'd say to me, you know, do you think that second goal was like my fault? And I'd say, look, you know what? I mean, I'm only used to shooting at net. I don't know. Maybe you were like cheating a little bit on the short side. Oh, yeah. Well, you put the fucking pads on and you see what it's like to get net. Complete silence the whole ride home. <laughs> Dead silence. But the minute that the gear put, got put away, then it was all hugs and kisses. Right. And I learned that, believe it or not, like, you know, I can go and tell you stories from now until three o'clock in the morning. I'm up in, I'm up in Lake Placid, uh, for my level five and Richter and Van Beesbrook are there. So did you, have you gone for all your levels yet or not? I done four. So I got to do the five, but I haven't been, cause they canceled it last year. Yeah. The, you're gonna believe me. My favorite ones was the level three was where I learned the most, and the level five is beyond belief. Make sure that you can get somebody that you, a friend that's also maybe going, because I'm telling you, it, it's a lot of any like I was fortunate because it was in Lake Placid. That's the first time they ever had a symposium there, and. You had all the guys from the 1980 Olympic team. You had 
Dan Bilesma, John Cooper. Uh, what's the guy that uh, was coaching Detroit? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Well, anyway, you had about five five head coaches, three assistant coaches. Oh, Mike Sullivan was also there. Then you had video guys. You had uh, athletic trainers. You had nutritionists. So it really just wasn't based on like your normal USA hockey where you'll have, you know, guys come in and give a presentation on bench management or whatever else. This, I mean, was full blown. So I see Richter and I see Van Beesbrook and, you know, I start talking to them, blah, blah, blah. Now Richter knows my son because my son's played in a couple of those fantasy games with Richter. He's gone to Richter's camp. So what is now, you know, Mike Benelli? Yeah. yeah. So him and Billy Alange are there, too. <laughs> so they're like, oh, Pete, you got to sit in the front with this one because this is going to be all based on goalies. And, like, Van Beesbrook and Richter are very – I mean, you're not going to find two funnier guys than these guys when they're together. So I told my friend Joe, you know what, let's move to the front a little bit more. I want to listen to this real quick. So they go around, and you're sitting in a room with 350 people. Uh, how many people here do we have that have played goal before? So, you know, some people raise their hand. How many people are goalie coaches? People raise their hand. How many people uh, here have a kid that plays uh, goalie? So, you know, raise your hand. How many of you guys uh, coach them? I raise my hand and say, all right, you know what? And right away, radar, boom, they point right at me. Uh, let me ask you something, Coach. You know, what's your name? Uh, Pete Chanatapo. Okay. When you do your practice plans, like, we got a couple of questions we want to throw at you. Doing your practice plans, how you how you draw up your practice plans and what you base them on. In regards to your goalies, you know, how do your goalies conduct themselves and what do you let them do and what you don't let them do? So I'm saying to myself, like, where are they going with all this? So going through it all and I'm explaining to them about, you know, my practice plans and, you know, my practice plans are pretty much based off of uh, the games that we've played in and different deficiencies that I've seen on the ice, different things that I might want to try to experiment with. Uh, You know, it's not just based on like an NHL thing where you're concentrating on, you know, a half hour or special teams and this so, like, they're saying, well, what's your main objective? I said, well, the main objective is, depending on who's on the ice, having my D, getting engaged and jumping into a play, getting pucks to the slot. All right, well, when, you, when you're doing all these drills, does anybody, the, during practice or whatever else, anybody ever stand on the goal line and fire pucks at the goalie from the goal line? <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, yeah, well, you're saying you're getting pucks to the slot, this, that, and the other thing. You ever have uh, guys from behind the net try shooting it off the back of the goalie? No. Well, what do you have your goalies do? You, you pretty much says, I guess they're pretty much of a target. I mean, most of the you know, most of the goalies that I've coached, they go for their own private lessons. Besides, you know, playing for the team. Then the whole thing about them riding on the back of the bus together, and you know, who's playing video games, and you know, goalies are crazy, and all this other stuff. Uh, 
made me realize that goalies are actually hockey players. And they're not just uh, a quote-unquote goalie. It is a very difficult position to play, not just mentally, but physically also. Uh, So they go into this whole thing, and, you know, they're laughing, they're joking, I'm sitting there. I could feel my ears flapping. I mean, the sweat was running down my back, and I'm saying to myself, like, I've had guns held to my head and knives to my throat trying to buy drugs, and this I'm getting all rattled and nervous over? Are you kidding? So as time goes on, then they said to me, well, I hope that, you know, you uh, you know, you know, understood some of the points that we were trying to bring out and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, I got it. And they said, well, I said, yeah. I realized one thing. I failed as a coach when it came to goalie. And they said, no, you didn't. Take a look around the room. You see all these people here? You just enlightened. How many people in here just got enlightened by a couple of different things? All of a sudden, like, people started raising their hand. This, that, and the other. You would think I was a movie star walking through fucking Lake Placid every day when we broke up and we had lunch and we were going here. Hey, Pete, hey, Pete. Everybody knew me, but... I guess they were comfortable for the fact that they knew me and they kind of knew my background and not that they used me as an example, but they did use me as an example in a positive way. So like I say, there's always something, there's always something that you could learn without, without a doubt. And like I say, when it comes to sports, again, I don't care how, uh, how old you get that competitiveness never goes away. Right. You know, you show some of these kids like video of, especially now a live born, right? You could take a video clip and show it to your team and say, Hey, look, you know what? Look at what we did just on this one play coming out of our zone, blah, blah, blah. You could show that to them. They get all into it. Or look at, look at the way we scored these three goals. Then focus on when you're my age and you go on to live born, and you go to look at like one of the goals you scored or whatever else, it is so ugly. It's not funny. You think you're going a hundred miles an hour. Meanwhile, it looks like you're skating, you know, it looks like you're skating on cement. Dude, that's so true. I, I know that we skate like on Tuesday nights and we get all these, um, a couple guys who play pro in KHL and like we get coaches in there and these guys are like high level hockey. So, I always get in there and I feel like I'm one of the, you know, uh, less experienced skaters and, and we'll play and I, I scored a couple of goals this Tuesday and you feel like you're a rock star and then somebody would put a GoPro up and then you actually watch and you feel like you said, like, it feels like I'm going like 300 miles an hour, just like deking it's, and it's like just skating up the ice. You just take a shot that happens to go in, you know? <laughs> It's like, it looks like you're skating on cement. It doesn't right. even look like you're skating on ice. I said, oh, my. I said, I'll never watch myself on video again. Yeah, it's like you got to put it to, like, fast-forward mode in order to, like, be yeah. like, oh, okay, that that's the yeah. speed I felt at. <laughs> yeah, 100%, dude. It's so, so true. Uh, all right, Pete. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. I had so much fun. This is Coach Ilya, and I want to thank you for tuning in and continuing to support the Podolsky Method podcast as we continue to bring on this invaluable guest with incredible stories and information. 
I hope it is very helpful to all of you in your development and the way you raise your athlete. Please feel free to send over questions. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or any other platform that you use, including Alexa. And please, please continue to tune in. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.